Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 439 for February 18th, 2024. My name is Nathan Reaton Spruth, and this week we have Connor Cyberpunk Monk Bash. It's me, I'm here. And Andrew Roe McFain. It's me, I'm here. Of course, I'm your host, Nathan Reaton Spruth. And hey, where can we find you guys? You can find me, you can find you, you can find Aroa at aroa.website. And one of those links I'd like to draw your attention to is Rise of the Rune Lord. No. Bug City Blues, a Shatter on Six World Edition Actual Podcast. I have too many podcasts. This is becoming a problem. We're, and we're going to have more, apparently. See, this is why I thought... This is why I suggested we just have one podcast that we do, like... All right, so we're done with this this series, but we're going to start a new series. Because I, once we're done I with Bug City... Nothing. Once we're done with Bug City Blues, what are we going to do? That's uh, my question. I, I owe you a power rangers campaign so we will probably do that immediately afterwards and yes. then if like i'm not sure if i want to be the one editing but i definitely want to play this game called mothership that just came out like i i got plans on the back burner but we probably still got a year of shadow runner so well especially with how long we're taking to actually play the game <laughs> at this rate it might be two years just by the time that we can meet up again that's that's not a, an exciting topic to talk about, though. Every single gaming group has this issue. We are not alone. Yeah. Speaking of Bugs, Bug City Blues, if I do go to Germany, oh, I am going to Germany, but if I meet somebody named Pancetta who's a drug dealer, I think I have to do drugs. I think... Uh, I'm, it's I'm weird pre- that you already have this exact scenario <laughs> lined up. It, it, like, oh, darn, this just happened. This just yeah, happened. I know this happened. You paid me to show up here. Oh, I guess if you're already here. It's just Alex. Oh. It's just Alex with a fake mustache on. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we have Andrew Rowe McFain. You want to list anything where we can find you? Just, just go to the fuck. Go to the website. It's there. Just go there. No, uh, no projects in the back burner or the front burner. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm not saying nothing ever, because then it won't happen. <laughs> every, every time you do, you're like, I'm gonna do this. And it's like, hey, when are you finishing yep. Undertale? Shut up. That's when. Never. When are you finishing that Dang and Rampa stuff? Never. Never. I already when, did. I when know. When is the Aroa cut of Sonic Adventure coming out? I'm waiting for it. Oh, uh, oh, oh, man. That'd be yeah. Where it's That's it's Aroa voicing everybody. Uh, he, yeah, he he already did is. like like he did ten percent of the bid already, and I. I'd, I'd, I'd bring it up as a joke, but I actually loved it. I would play the fuck out of that arena. I, I, I really want to do it, because, like, I think it'd be funny as fuck. But... Effort. But effort yeah. and jobs and all that. Uh, you can find me, Nathan Reitensbruth, everywhere at Reiton, mainly Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Reiton, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, next month, f- from the 1st of Mar- well, the 29th of February to the 15th of March, I will be gone. I will be in Germany. Uh, I will be in Belgium for a day and a half, and I will be in the Netherlands for like a day. It'll be, it'll be fun. Hopefully, and not not completely terrifying going through a country where I don't understand the language. It'll be great. Thankfully, we have universal translators now, right? Like My experience, Trek? at least in Germany, like I I speak enough German. I, I'm I'm more than conversational in German. 
That being said, every single person I met except for one technician, one printer technician, found out I was an American is like, oh, this is wonderful. I can speak English to you. Well, yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the things. It's one of the jokes, but it's actually real. There's a there's a movie I really love. The reason I'm going to Belgium is there's a movie called In Bruges, and Colin Farrell's character is like, one of the great things about European countries is I can go wherever I want and everyone speaks English. It is convenient. And I was like, I don't okay, think we good. could go to like Spain, to be fair. We could probably still get a... I, I, I actually know a little bit of Spanish, so we might be able to get along okay. Well, you, you probably know Mexican Spanish, though. That's true. That is that is they true. Do, uh, Portuguese. Yeah, I, I, we, and and again, the we have phones that can translate this stuff easy. And then they're like, "Oh, a phone, yoink, bye." <laughs> oh, a phone. Oh, and you're like, Brazil. no, no, I won't be going to Brazil anytime soon by myself. <laughs> uh, and if I did, it would be a very touristy place. Anyway, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're gonna ask, what games did you play this week, Aroa? Uh, I I've just been fucking with my with my computer most of the week. I let me let me tell you let me tell you something. Let me tell you a little story, a little fu- fun little about story. How you, so about how your life got twisted and upside down. Uh, more about how I can't fucking read. So, oh okay. <laughs> um. So I I got I got all this new shit. You know, uh, I got a, got a motherboard, and I guess I guess all the all the new Ryzen processors have GPUs built into them, uh, which is cool. I missed that. Yeah, they all all of them have some level of GPU performance. I don't think they have in like uh, hardware encoding though. So like uh, NVNC or AMD's version of NVNC, yeah. it doesn't have online media coding. But go on. Whatever. I got I got fucking I got sixteen physical cores. I'll just software encode, but um, or use your fucking, graphics card. But whatever. So I, I I'm trying to get everything set up. I want to do the like the Linux graphics pass through thing, you know. So I've got so I've got Windows running on the Nvidia GPU, and then I, I was like, all right, cool. I can have Windows on the Nvidia GPU. And then I can plug these monitors also into the AMD onboard GPU so that I can still have dual monitors, but it'll, you know, it'll be running off of the other GPU. So everything will work just fine. So I plug one into the HDMI port and I plug one into the display port. And then it, it, only the HDMI one works. Like why, why, why? What, what, what am I doing wrong? What did I do? And I'm... I'm doing all this fucking tweaking shit. Can I'm I like, can we back up here? I want to ask you when you plugged into the uh display port in HDMI, was that via your onboard graphics like on the motherboard mm-hmm. or was that okay. I just wanted to verify for myself and the audience. So so you can you you can do both. Uh you can you can like right now I'm running I'm running two monitors off of the Nvidia graphics card and one monitor off of the onboard. Uh which I'll explain why in a moment. Uh, so yeah, I, do, I do that, and, and I'm and I'm fucking around. I'm trying to figure this out. I'm in I'm in my Xorg config because I ain't running Wayland because I'm I'm old school or something or you know, it, whatever. I don't fuck I don't trust Wayland. Wayland has too many too many problems. Uh, Linux boys will know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, point being, uh, I do all, I do all this. I spend. 
literally three days trying to figure this shit out. Uh, I've, I've driven myself to the point of, like, just giving up. Uh, and then I, I look up the manual for my, uh, for my motherboard. Because uh, I'm like, what the fuck does it say about this fucking display port? Is there something special about it where, like, oh, it, you, can't, you can't do both at the same time or something? And uh, the answer was, uh, it's, it's an input. <laughs> that fucking motherboard has a display port in but that i mean i guess that's cool <laughs> like it would be useful yeah, yeah, for right. somebody like me who does streaming yeah, and stuff well it's it's like it's like i okay yeah but one why but, display port does it have like a capture card then? Is it? I I, I guess it if you install. So like I'm in I'm in Linux. So like maybe like OBS. I don't. That, that's well. What I'm thinking is I'm wondering if I if I go back to Windows and I install all of the like AMD bloatware shit. If there's an option, or I, not the AMD bloatware, the Asus bloatware shit. Uh, I'm wondering if it will install like a virtual camera yeah driver and then that's like a display port capture card which like okay that would be um, okay to be fair if if that were if it were mine and i used it as my secondary streaming pc that would be perfect because then i wouldn't have to buy an, a different like, capture card or anything but display port can't do audio so yeah, it's like it can. No, it can't. DisplayPort. Oh, dis. Yeah, I thought DisplayPort could. No, DisplayPort is a uh, DisplayPort is only video, as far as I'm aware, unless that unless that's changed. I I the yes, DisplayPort is popular. Alternative HDMI cables. Yeah, it does display audio. Yeah, it I, supports I multi-channel audio. Yeah, I, I was I like positive. Just it's just because using it from work, we use DisplayPort cables, and those monitors oh, okay. definitely get audio passed. Yeah. Oh, I thought I I I thought that was like at least back with like DisplayPort one point two, like that was that was like the big pain in the ass is that you also had to run the three point five millimeter audio cable. I or do use remember USB. doing that. I think I remember doing that with HDMI more though. Yeah, H I... HDMI is definitely. Got audio in it, yeah, yeah. and I think that, that was, was just because we had a funky setup more than anything. Like I think mm. the yeah, the speakers on the computer itself didn't work, so we had external. Like I remember it being goofy, but right. yeah, we haven't needed to do that in a long time, at least not with DisplayPort. Oh, okay, well that that makes some sense, but also like, what? I, yeah, I guess you'd have to, you'd have to do like a dual PC setup or something, because it's like no game console outputs DisplayPort. And I don't yeah, even well, think because I was I was thinking maybe like cameras. Do cameras output DisplayPort? No, it's always right. HDMI. The only thing I could think of is you'd have to get an HDMI to DisplayPort adapter. Well, that or like, yeah, what if we have is... a part of a rack that does output? Like, like my security cameras on a rack, like like a standalone system, and I want to import that to a computer or something. Maybe that's. I'm trying to think of like practical applications that aren't like, haha, this is my streaming computer. Yeah, it's I mean, just and so that's... strange because it's like. It, it's the the motherboard I have is a is an Asus Pro Art, so it's like it's meant 
to be for creative professionals because I, I, I got it mainly because it has like fucking 12 USB ports on the back of it and it has uh, 2.5 gigabit and 10 gigabit LAN. Nice. And the other, the other X670E board only had one LAN port and had like eight USB ports. I need to get a... It's like, fuck it. I need to it get might a be for, uh, It might be for photophiles. Like, I know a lot of the people with those fancy camera snobs, they can like just hook them up to TVs. I've seen them do it before. Maybe it's for that kind of use case? No. But I yeah, I guess, if, I guess if it's a, a creative machine. Maybe it is for streaming. That kind of sucks. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's It was really weird. But anyway, yeah, so... I just, I'm sorry uh, you had to really go through that. That's really annoying. Uh, yeah, it was like it, like just fucking like three days of fucking with this shit, and I could have just read the label on the motherboard that says DP in, <laughs> and, but I just went Display Port. I'll plug in, and it'll it'll go. Man, I um, I don't think that one's really on you. Like we could color the ports maybe <laughs> differently just so it's instinctive. But like I see a port, I'm gonna plug it in. In yeah, fact, and, I've yeah. had a similar issue. It's not exactly where one was an in and one is an out. Uh, the issue that we had is there was a very brief time where we had a specific brand of docking station where the HDMI and the DisplayPort were sheer rail. So if you plugged one in, it would effectively turn off the other one. Uh, we never got told that. We we didn't really know to look out for that. So like, if we're setting up twenty or forty of these things at a time, and we're not testing until they're all done, and like half of them aren't working for some reason, and we we don't know where they're plugged in. Uh, it makes for an interesting evening. Yeah, that and that was that was what I was thinking. The whole time was it like, oh, is it something where I just like certainly there's got to be somewhere where I can jury rig this and it'll it'll like both of them will work. And I even did try like I unplugged the HDMI one and just did DisplayPort and I was like, why did it just stop working? I swear this fucking worked. And that was the other thing is initially all of the monitors were working. And it was because I had one of them also plugged into the NVIDIA card and just didn't realize it. Uh, I was gaslighting myself on top of it all. Nice. Um, it anyway. like that, man, sometimes. Like, when you just uh, gotta get it to work and nothing else is working, you do crazy <laughs> things. I've been there. And you know what? Sometimes it works. But at the end of it, uh, come to find out, it, the, the onboard does support multiple monitors. It supports three. Uh, it's just that two of the USB-C ports are also display outputs. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got some USB-C to DisplayPort cables, and uh, yeah, and we're going to do that. Did you, then... did you order that online, or did you go to Micro Center or something? No, I, I just got them off Amazon. Oh, okay. We are going to move on. We're going to ask Connor what games he's played this week. I promise it's a really short list. We're going to blow through this. Um, I haven't done too much PC gaming like on my, on my computer, but I've gotten a ton of Steam Deck time in this week. So let, let me go over my, my routine here because I think it's kind of adorable. I usually get home from work. Um, the, the, the puppy's got an injured paw right now, so I'm not walking him like super far. But, you know, we'll go around the house or whatever just so get some fresh air and stretch his leg. Uh, at which point he'll pass out on the couch and I will play my Steam Deck on the TV. Games I've been playing on that are Days Gone, which runs pretty phenomenally well on a Game Boy. Uh, other games I've been playing are the Mega Man Battle Network games, which are, you know, fine. They're just, it's nostalgia. That's all these games are for me is nostalgia. And then the one that I want to bring up, uh, I, I mentioned it earlier, uh, Sonic Adventure DX. I, okay, I was genuinely at a time being like, I will play this next when Aurora releases the Aurora cut. And, <laughs> I, 
it's not that like I ran out of patience. It's just that I was looking through games that it'd be cool to play just, you know, on the couch while the pup is passed out or whatever. And something about it just called out to me. Did you guys know that this game has like a super in-depth and still alive modding community? Did Aroa oh, yeah. know that? <laughs> that was that was uh that was why I ended up doing that that thing was because I was like I was going through a game banana and was just like, holy fucking shit, there's so much. Yeah, game banana was who I used to get it working on my Steam Deck. I, I learned a lot about getting like Proton Tricks and making a Steam Deck act a little bit more like a Windows computer instead of a Linux computer. And boy, am I glad that I took the day or so to not just know what I'm doing, but really learn how everything is working. Because now that this game is modded, it is so fun. Did you know this game had like DLC back on the Dreamcast? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, I, what do you, what do you knocking mean? the wind out of me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, well, what do you mean? No, what you... Cyberpunk Monk. Yeah. Like, they have extra holiday content. They got content for Nights into Dreams. Oh. Yeah. Well, that, you, had to, you had to be able to connect to the internet on the Dreamcast. Though. Which, I mean, we played Which... Fantasy. I, I was gushing with my coworker about Fantasy Star earlier. Like, Dreamcast had network stuff going for it. It was pretty... In more ways than one, the Dreamcast was so ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, if only it if if it had had if if the broadband adapter had been more available in the United States, or if it had just had broadband built in, that would have been a game changer. Or and, and another thing, I think uh, they kind of shot themselves in the foot. Same thing with Nintendo with the GameCube is they just used CDs. They still continue to use CDs instead of using DVDs. Uh, oh, there were GDRs. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if we really want to bring that up, they shot themselves in the foot <laughs> by having no DRM on their discs. But like, yeah, people still bought the consoles. Like that was at a time when Sega was selling hardware. Yeah, we'll we'll talk like, more about. Well, I was just gonna say we'll probably bring that up again later. Yeah, uh, but are you done with the games that you played? Yeah, I'm done gushing over this. I just wanted to okay. mention, like, for a game that came out in 1996. The fact that there's a community still keeping it alive just warmed my heart. Like, I booted it up once and just configured it just to, like, make sure that I had everything the way I wanted. And it's like, oh, there's an update. Really? <laughs> Hell, sure. There's a what now? What's an update? Like, it's being worked on? Okay. Uh, the games that we're going to move on to me, the games I played. Oh, uh... I, got, I got just one last one. Oh. Um, I haven't been playing. I've been modding Halo the Master Chief Collection. Oh. There is one guy left at Bungie or... 343 whatever who still works on this one guy in his free time that is all the responsibility which means they've opened up the floodgates for people who like know how to program and modders and stuff like this game is on the the steam workshop you could just make stuff and put it on there it's that easy yeah it's pretty nuts so i haven't published anything yet but i've been working with a friend who plays it all the time we like we have flashlights working in halo now like the, the ones that didn't have it before halo 4 odst and that's that's fun. Like we're doing stuff. It's fun that they take away features. Well, originally it was because of the key binding. So we have like in ODST, if you press down on the keypad, which is the same as down on the D-pad, uh, that usually toggles like the the th- like your next objective, the the icon to see where it is. Uh huh. And now we just add a little script that says, "Hey, when you press that, also toggle your flashlight." Nice. Uh, so like it's it, I'm not playing it, but it's fun. It, it it's a good excuse to go back to Halo and. Boy, who doesn't love the old Halo game? They're good. They're good Halo there's games. A, there's a mod for Halo 1 in 
it within the Master Chief Collection. Is it the cursed uh, one? Yeah. We did that too. That's a whole lot of fun. It's fucking amazing. Listener, if you like Halo at all and you have like three seconds to laugh at a YouTube video, go look up Cursed Halo. It'll be worth your time. Good. I don't know what they're talking about, so I'm going to move on and we're going to talk about the games I played. There's a fully functional Mario Kart cup in that mod. <laughs> it's crazy. And, and it does all of that without modifying any DLL files. Like the fact that this all yeah. works just by being attached with a piece of string and a <laughs> bit of tape. It's phenomenal. Interesting. Uh, I'm sorry you don't like Halo, Nathan. I do like Halo. I just don't know what you're talking about. So I'm just uh, I'm just going to move on and we're going to talk about Yakuza. I'm sorry. Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. And uh, yeah, I keep, I still haven't got to the uh, Harvest Moon, the Animal Crossing part yet. Some that's people in I know six. say that's literally their favorite part of the game. Uh, so I've got to my favorite part of the game so far. And that is... Is it is, Battles? Uh, no, there's a dungeon. There's a, a dungeon where you go in and you're just trying to explore the dungeon and go down and save people. And it's like a randomly generated dungeon every time you come back in and just fight oh, that's enemies cool. and stuff. Yeah. And that's where I have been grinding. <laughs> it's my favorite God, part. God, I fucking love the, the, the Like a Dragon games. Yeah. There's like a, an abandoned building and they're like, oh yeah, for some reason when you go in there, the layout changes. And I'm like, yeah, I played video games before. <laughs> and so that's where I've been going, and uh, it's it's a place where you can grind levels, and that is unlocked in chapter five, and then in, in chapter six is when you unlock the Animal Crossing stuff. So I'm still getting to the point. Uh, the the dungeon you'll you'll love this, Connor, because you played through Yakuza Like a Dragon. Is remember the Michi robot from? <laughs> yes, I do. He is the one who is outside of the dungeon, like that you can purchase equipment from and helps you get into the dungeon and stuff. That makes me very happy. I'm glad that he's stuck around. Yeah, they yeah. they keep breaking in the same characters from the previous game. It's like, how'd you end up in Hawaii? It's like, because shut up. That's why. There is a very large uh, Japanese population in Hawaii, like mm -hmm. in, in the real world. It is. It is a popular. Uh, tourist destination for japanese people as well just because i think it's because it's so it's actually pretty close it's like three hour flight away from uh tokyo three or four hour flight so i saw the stats good. once and i'm, I'm kind of pulling it out of the butt so forgive me if it's not accurate but it's like only 20 percent of japanese population has a passport and of that only like five percent of those will go somewhere outside of japan with it yeah it's it, a lot of it's very like insular. Um, right, sorry, not Japan, but like Asia, like the the mm -hmm. greater Asian area. Yeah, uh, I know. I know that during Chinese New Year, apparently, a lot of uh, Chinese people will go over to Japan and go to Disneyland. <laughs> and I know that because I went to Disneyland on the Chinese New Year, and <laughs> it was not a fun experience, to be honest. There was just too many people. Way too many people. Uh, and we went back to the Airbnb. Uh, my sister and I were talking to the, the lady who ran the Airbnb. And we're like, oh, yeah, we went to Disneyland. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, obviously, we should have consulted you before we went there. Uh, it was 
it was awesome though. But yeah, Yakuza Like a Dragon, or I'm sorry, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Uh, great game. I got to the Labyrinth. Still doing the Sujimon battles. And I'll probably this next week unlock the Animal Crossing stuff. My goal was to beat it before the 29th of February because I'm going to be gone in, you know, Germany. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. I don't think that's a game that you want to rush. Like, that's not a game you're going to appreciate if you rush it. Yeah, there's so much to do in the games. Like, and the turnaround time on the game wasn't that long. It was, what, three or four years? I'm, it is packed to the gills with content. I can't justify spending like 120 bucks on it, but boy, am I excited for when it inevitably goes on sale for like 75% off. You can get like, you, you can get it for like 60 bucks. I bought the $60 pack, 60 you, or 70. I can't play a game like this and not do every possible thing. Yeah, you don't have to pay more than that, really, unless you want uh, to do the, lot, uh, apparently the new game plus. A lot of the plus. extra stuff is uh locked behind the dlc unfortunately oh lame i know the i know the new game plus is locked behind the dlc i think with that new game plus there's features even then that don't become available to you until you're there (sighs) i don't like that but and it's i I don't even know what they are but just knowing that like knowing that there could be something that i end up wanting to do and it's like oh I, i didn't pay the extra money that's Sucks to be you. It's like, I'm just, I'll, I'll pass on that whole experience. Yeah, Come that on. makes sense. And then we played uh, some Lethal Company the wrong way by not using Discord. No, and that's the right. I, uh, nope, pause. Correct fucking way to play. In goddamn. I, I, need to, I need to have a side conversation with Aroa here. Could, go think about something else. This motherfucker got us in a lobby and he's like, we're going to play Lethal Company on Discord. And there was silence. And we're like, ah, that's a funny joke, Nathan. And he's like, oh, I'm not joking. If, if if you guys don't hop on Discord, we're just going to end the stream. And I was like, we were already on Discord. Was, yeah, we were talking about it before, like, like getting ready to join the lobby and stuff. I was like, I don't think you, no, you fundamentally get it. Oh, I get it. You just you, you deafen in Discord, and then you play the fucking games, just like Phasmophobia. Yeah, Phasmophobia is also a game that would be ruined by being on Discord. It's, it's the same experience for me as when I'm playing like Pavlov or Counter-Strike, and somebody gets geeked, and you can hear them shout into their teammate like, that just ruins it for me. That's not what I'm there to play. That was, uh, but yeah, so we played it the wrong way. We played it on using the, the crappy in-game audio. And the in-game voice, because you're supposed to have to pay money for the privilege of being able to talk <laughs> to your teammates outside of a certain radius. Also, what are you talking about crappy? The audio engineering in this game is by far some of the best I've ever seen in a multiplayer game. When I've been saying get... we need to do more stuff like this since Splinter Cell Chaos Agent on the original Xbox. When you move away from people, it makes them quiet or you can't hear them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> why Sir, would it's poopy, we be, ain't it? Why would we be in space? Like we are in outer space, but we can't figure out a way to have what like have like earbuds oh, we, in because we're risking we our lives for six whole dollars the company's not gonna pay uh, for that yeah so I, anyway uh to to move on to connor's point earlier um or or do, one of the points he was making to say hey the audio is great right before we went to the stream was he's like oh yeah there's there's enemies that will like mimic your voices that's a mod Oh yeah, it? yeah. I looked it up. Yeah, it's uh, just everyone has that mod. Yeah, Sorry, I, I I knew of it. I didn't know that was not. To be fair, yeah. that was my very first time playing the game. Was playing with y'all last night, so there's things I knew just circumstantially. 
And yeah, um, I, I thought the same thing whenever I played the first time. I was like, why are why are enemies not not doing the voice? And I yeah. didn't know loot bugs get pissed off at you. I thought they were just cute things that walk around. Oh no, no, you you don't want to. You know, if they think you're going to steal back from them, then they get mad. Yeah. Um. We did. I I saw my friend Air Fox die to. Uh, <laughs> I I put the clip uh, in there. Something. Uh. I don't know what it's called, but it's the it's the guy who collects all your stuff, and apparently, if you ring the bell too much, he gets mad at you. Oh, and eats you. I put that in the online, uh, gaming section on my Discord. Uh, there was some other. Oh, I I did install some mods after the stream, so if we ever play it again, it, uh, one of the things was to up the resolution. Oh, I don't hate that call. Uh, apparently, it runs at five twenty p. Yeah, and I mean, that's a little bit of a charm, but like you could still keep that greediness and also have it at a, a more appropriate it's... resolution for streaming. Well, one that, of the, one that of is the... a that is a really easy way that a lot of indie devs uh, try to get that like chunky pixelated PS One era look. Well, is just by making the game run in an artificially low res. Well, part of the problem and part of the reason I think we could have had some different level of communication was because I went into an area and I don't know if Connor or Sarah or the game shut the door behind me. <laughs> no, that was me. Okay. I was now, trying to help you. And then I saw there was a turret and I was like, Nope, I'm just going to keep that closed because he will 100% kill himself. <laughs> well, and so, but the problem was there I were think two I doors. You, back there. you did. There, there was no way for me to get out. So he locked yeah, I, me back there, and then I get, I get geeked eventually. And Connor's like, oh, I was trying to figure out what door to open to let you out so that you could get out of there. But I couldn't read the screen. Yeah, I, we, we, both Sarah and I were like, is that an I, a J, an L? We, we just tried them all, and yeah. none of them worked. So we're like, all right, good luck, buddy. So upping the resolution yeah, definitely but- helps out with that. I would hope. Yeah, that that is that is one annoying thing with that mechanic is yeah. that it, the the screen is very difficult to read, and I don't know if that's necessarily an intended thing. But you mm-hmm. know what? Uh, one person made this, and he charged me a whole ten dollar reduce for it. So no, he didn't. If it's yeah. not right on the first try, that's fine by me. Sorry, let me clarify. He charged Nathan a whole ten dollar. There Ooh. we go. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was fun. We had fun. Um, I. I wish you had a little bit of a way to kill the monsters, but more than just you do. Well, yeah, use a shovel. uh, Apparently, it never works, especially when Air Fox is the one with the shovel. Well, then because more than do more than one time, you gotta do is you gotta you you go you go to like dine, you pay the six hundred dollars, you go to dine, uh, you you go inside and you hope that that a mansion spawns. Because that'll just make it very likely for a nutcracker to spawn, uh-huh. kill the nutcracker, and take a shotgun. Oh, nice. That sounds good. Um, yeah. Then he got a shotgun. So, so yeah, t- more than once, it happened with Sarah, and it happened with me, is that we had the shovel, and the face hugger came and like started hugging our face. So we dropped oh, yeah. the shovel. And then Air Fox would grab the shovel... Uh, the, the idea is that he would grab the shovel and, you know, beat up the beat up the face hugger. And then he's like, I can't find the shovel. And then we <laughs> die <laughs> because Air Fox can't find the shovel. 
Um, I think the one time you had already died, but we found out if we teleport people, it it geeks the bug in the process. Yeah, yeah, we teleport, or I teleported Sarah back because I could tell Air Fox was being useless. If the bug goes outside, it dies. So Ah. if, if you can manage to find the exit with the bug on your face and go outside, that will also kill it. That is good to know. I'm glad That's I know that. Know. Anyway, not uh, and those are the uh, two games I played. Uh, there is another game I bought for next week that I might play called Helldivers 2 or uh, Star Tri- Starship Troopers, basically. I, I'm not sure if that's right. Uh, it's, it's more like it's more like third-person ODST. Uh, have you seen the... Well, at least the trailers make it look it's, like Starship Troopers. That's what I'm saying. The, fir- the first game was supposed to be a Starship Troopers game, in fact. Yeah. And then it, if you watch the trailer... It's, it's meant it, to be an homage to Starship Troopers. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, there's giant bugs. You kill them with, with assault rifles to protect America, basically. Or humanity or whatnot. Uh, yeah. I got that game. I'll play some more Like a Dragon. Maybe I'll try to get you, Air Fox, and Sarah together um, to play some more lethal company next friday if we're all free or something if you want are you using are you using r2 mod man to i am do your mod management okay yeah. at uh that has a really nice feature where you can just share a code uh with other people so that you all have the same mods oh that's interesting but i'd have to make sure they yeah. all have r2 mod men downloaded yeah yeah like that's easy Okay. Uh, I d- yeah, because I'm like, I, I was kind of confused. Like, if I have the, I don't have anything crazy for the mods, uh, but it, would it affect just the host, or does everyone have to have the same mods? I know sometimes uh, that's the case. Most most mods need to be installed for everyone. Okay. Uh, there, there are some mods. Uh, one mod in particular uh, that I am aware of that gives the host some... Uh, specific sort of admin powers like that sort of thing only has to be installed for one person but like anything that adds new monsters or like changes behaviors or anything like that those i haven't installed i haven't installed any of those um i was going to i was going to ask connor um if he has a mp3 of a uh a bug city blues thing because i have the the boombox mod so we can start playing (laughs) Uh, Bug City Blues podcast it, on the Boombox. You, you should search for me on Thunderstore. For you, you search for Aroa on on Thunderstore. I, I have get a lot the, out there. We could get all those uh, the 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 joke theme songs that he makes for us on there. I would listen to any of those. Just Running around, the, it's I just like why have, is there fart sounds in the distance? I have a TV mod on there. Yeah, there's there's TV mods, there's um there's boombox mods so that I've got there's with... a, I've I've got a TV mod that has like 40 uh videos from my from my meme collection. Interesting. That I I specifically went through the trouble of spending like 4 hours figuring out the exact resolution that the video needs to be to fit within the box and look right. And then uh, and I re-encoded it. all of them. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a six hundred megabyte mod or some shit. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna move on to our news stories. We actually have a lot of news stories to talk about. Uh, did you know Nvidia has their own chatbot now that you can download locally? 
That's pretty nuts. I actually downloaded it whenever we uh uh-huh. whenever we started the podcast. I haven't I haven't used it yet though. Did you I know, know you two oh, go ahead. Uh it's also terrible. Oh. I, I saw the thing that me. you posted where it didn't quite get the reference you were making. Yeah, I asked it for the Konami code and it was like it is up up oh, down yeah. down up up down down up up down. I'm like, what? <laughs> it, that is the Konami code if you brute force it. Yeah, um, and then I also, like, one of the things I do, the only thing I really do with either uh, Bard or OpenAI, is, or Chat GPT, whatever you want to call it, is I'll go and be like, I can't think of a stream title. Hey, come up with a stream title for my Twitch. My name's Reeton, this is the game I'm going to play. And it usually, with either Gemini, I guess is what the new one is called for Google, uh, or with Chat GPT, will you know, it'll be like, Reeton's playing Yakuza like a dragon. Watch him do this dungeon or something like that. Like, it'll come up with something generic, but has a reference to the game with my name. I tried that with the NVIDIA chatbot, and it was like, Reeton plays y- or like a dragon on Twitch. Well, like, thanks. <laughs> so there, I, I haven't, I know you two have downloaded I haven't done that yet. There is one feature about this that I'm at least a little bit excited about, which apparently you can index and scan like files and documents that you have. Which oh, that makes sense. So you can that, you, you can train it. That yeah. alone would be super duper cool, especially if I could just run it on my computer. Like I have literally forty years of Shadowrun books on my hard drive. <laughs> like that would be so cool for it to just be like I need a story. Come up with a run. But uh, from what I've seen, it's not quite that good yet. Yeah, it's not it's it's not great. I haven't done any of the scanning or anything like that, so hopefully it gets better. Uh, maybe I don't know if I wanted to scan my library files. If you could have it choose some files, I might ask you to do some testing for me. Just like I'll give you a PDF and have you ask it some questions. I just just like for a litmus test to see how well it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right now, not great from what I've experienced, but I have done just the install. Uh, you do require, if you want to try it out yourself, you can go to the link down below, um, but you do need a 30, RTX 30 or 40 series NVIDIA GPU, basically. Which I do have. I just, I try not to do any downloading while I'm at home. If anything, I'll yeah. download it at work and I'll bring it over on a flash drive or something. You need, all the downloading. You need at least 16, yeah, you need at least 16 gigabytes of RAM. It says you need Windows 11, but I got it installed on Windows 10. What does that even mean, needing Windows 11? Does anything really only support Windows 11 yet? Like, what no. does that look like architecturally? It's, uh, it's That's just Windows. an open question. You don't it, have to answer. Uh, it's Windows 10. Um, they've, they've added some, like, new features that they blocked off from Windows 10. But, yeah, like, anything that says Windows 11, I've never had any problems running it on Windows 10. Uh, I think it it might also be that NVIDIA has like a, an agreement with Microsoft or something where like they're not supposed to say anything specifically for Windows 10 ever. Yeah. No, guys, you're not, not supposed not to stop being you. Yeah. It's, it's not supposed to be supported for much longer. Next uh, next year. Yeah. 2025 is when they're they're cutting it off. So Remember that's how gonna... like Windows XP was supported up until like like 50 years after it came out. And... Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was released yeah. in the 1960s, actually. Uh, <laughs> now, it, it was supported for a long time. And, and I wonder if Windows 10 is going to be the same way, where they extend support past 
2025 because they did they did that with windows xp but they also did that with windows 7 honestly it all depends how well windows 11 go. like i think the reason they supported windows xp so long is because vista was a big stinker well yeah, vista and, and eight and and seven don't talk had about like eight. seven had like ridiculous uh hardware requirements like higher, people, yeah hardware requirements people couldn't to... just migrate from xp to seven the way that they could you know seven to ten for example right yeah. so uh yeah, we'll we'll see what happens next year. Well, of course, if if we get like if there's an extension or something like that, we'll probably mention it on the podcast because we have nothing else to talk about. And we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about Microsoft. There were some big rumors that were happening last before last week's podcast, and I purposely ignored them because I did not want to speculate on the podcast about what Microsoft was doing because I was looking at the rumors, going, "Ah, that's stupid." This is probably not going to happen. Let's just not talk about it until they actually have their conference. And some of the rumors were like, Microsoft's not going to make any new consoles. It's going third party like Sega. And they're like, they did their conference and they, they said, oh yeah, we're bringing uh, four Xbox exclusives to other consoles. They didn't list what exclusives they were. They just said that was basically <laughs> it. And they're like, we're still making hardware. I mean, realistically, no, it's it, going to be what Halo, Halo Infinite. It's not go Halo, on? not Halo. It's it's more likely to be their like B tier games, like Grounded. <sighs> yeah, you are incredibly correct. Unfortunately, yeah, it, they, they uh, the rumors are the not that the rumors are to be like are are to be believed but they're probably not bringing their big game like halo or or anything like that or gears but they're going to be bringing like grounded and some other games that are going to be on the ps5 or whatnot to kind of show good faith and say hey look see we're supporting other consoles let us have activision still uh what were you gonna say Uh, well i saw i saw a lot of people uh saying that like and i don't see any evidence of this that like starfield isn't going to be on ps5 or or at least not on any other console but like i don't i don't see anything that specifically names starfield in anywhere in here so i don't know where that came from yeah uh it it looks like but yeah the the rumors are it's going to be like hi-fi rush sea of thieves and grounded maybe but who knows? We'll have to wait until they actually release the the ones that are going to be on there. And the games that didn't sell enough copies, basically. I mean, they they I I saw a quote somewhere. This article honestly is not. It's not very good. Very, uh, yeah. <laughs> but the I saw a quote somewhere that uh, what's his what's his ass Phil Spencer said mm-hmm. that. Uh, he he sees a future where every screen is an Xbox. Like he he essentially wants Xbox to be the name of the Microsoft gaming platform on yeah. on the whole. So when you're playing Minecraft on your Switch, you're you're playing it through you're playing an Xbox game through on your on your Switch, so to speak. Um so it it seems like maybe they're starting out by saying we're putting four exclusives on other consoles to see what happens before they go and and dedicate a whole bunch of time and resources to putting their big name shit onto like the PS5 or whatever. 
uh, like it, it makes perfect sense to just put your shit on as many consoles as possible. Yeah, like just you're gonna make give, more give, money that give way. Your shit, the widest audience. It's, uh, I don't know if it was in this Discord or if it was somewhere else, but I, I said that, uh, like Microsoft has been doing this for a very long time, where their their entire thing. Really, I think it's uh, their their CEO that I can't remember the name of. Uh, is is Microsoft Satya Nadella? I don't know. Sure. Uh, Steve Ballmer, the president. I get, I get, uh, I get him and the head of Google's names mixed up uh, because I'm racist, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but um, I, I, I've like they Microsoft has has long had a policy that like they they want to port their shit and and make it as accessible as possible because at the end of the day they're getting money out of it. Uh, that's why they have Microsoft Office on Mac OS, in spite of the fact that Macs are such a small segment of the computing space. It's like at, at the end of the day, though, like if they if they make their products cross platform as cross platform as possible, then it's not going to take very much for them to make a whole lot of money off of every company that utilizes MacBooks. You know, um, the only bad that, thing is you got to support it then. Or maybe you yeah, don't. It, well, and and we saw that with uh, Visual Studio on <laughs> Mac OS, because now they've they've gone and, and killed that right after they released a massive update. They were like, okay, uh, this is the last one you're getting. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and use throw Windows. it out there. If you're using a MacBook for your programming environment. You're you're not a good programmer. Well, I mean, if you're the only thing I can say is if you're programming only for Macs or or. I, I think if if you're using Visual Studio on your MacBook, presumably then you are programming for Windows machines. And at that point, what are you doing? Yeah. Flaunting your wealth at that. Well, then I I say this (laughs) while projecting on so many people I met in college. It's like, fuck, why are you making Windows Japlets on your MacBook? Of course it's not compiling. (laughs) Well, like, and, and that's. That that is that has been Microsoft's thing for a while though is is to make everything cross platform. That's why you have the the web versions of Office. That's why even that, that's kind of why they fucked themselves on the mobile market because they were supporting like Android phones at the same time that they were trying to get people to buy Windows phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, it, they they just want to have as wide of an audience as possible. And they've said that like they don't they don't care what device you're using. They just want you to uh, either put Windows or Office on there because then they can, you know, get your money and harvest your data. And that's what they want: all your money and all your data. Um, yeah, just like Google. So I I I do hope that they start bringing over uh, other exclusives to like. You know, PlayStation Five or the Switch, Switch Two, <laughs> the sequel to Switch, the the sequel to the Switch, because we 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 saw how the Outer Worlds turned out on the Switch, and it wasn't great. Finally, um, I can get my Xbox games on Switch, and glorious. Let me let me just check my notes here. One forty four P. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so I mean, but yeah, I mean, like having them even uh on Steam is a big deal, right? When when 
Halo first started coming to Steam, and so they're they're slowly moving towards that. Hey, we're gonna be on everything, but you can also buy our console still, and that's yeah. really cool. And I, I like well, and I, I said whenever the whenever people were doing the fucking rumors about they might they might stop making consoles. Like, well, why would they? Yeah, like as long as they're at least breaking even on the console market. What what would be the point in that? Because if you get somebody in on the console side of things, like you have somebody who's just going, you know what? I'm going to buy a game console either for myself or for my kid. And I don't currently have one. Which one am I going to buy? Like if you give somebody the a fucking Xbox console, then you've roped them into your walled garden. Exactly. Like now, now you've got an Apple grade customer where like they're hopefully going to want to buy everything Xbox and then you have the licenses on accessories like like third party controllers and shit because you can't make even an Xbox controller now without having a license from Microsoft like and then there's those that, suckers that, who pay for Game Pass Yeah those people paying us monthly so that they can play one game yeah, and, and Xbox Madden. Live Gold. I don't, which I don't think is a thing anymore. No, that's all wrapped up in the Game, Game Pass. Pass. Yeah, that's all part of the Game Pass. Yeah, Game Pass. Yeah, yeah Game Pass Ultimate. Right, Ew. you have to have Ultimate. Yeah. To, to do anything online? Uh, yeah, no, I think, I think so. there's, I think there's others. I, I think there's some stuff you can get. I mean, like to play online. I'm not like, oh, you could look at the Play Store. Like, like, yeah, I at, think... at least with the old Xbox, you needed gold to do anything online. Yeah. That wasn't like looking at stuff you could buy. I yeah, I'm I, pretty sure that's just all ultimate now. I don't ew, really know. Microsoft, I'm what not are you a doing? Fucking, not a pleb, so yeah. Anyway, we're gonna move on and we're gonna talk about the next story. Um this one somebody else brought up. Apparently there's an NPC in Baldur's Gate 3 named Wolbrin Bongle, and everyone hates him. So they started that's a Reddit. Weird. Uh, I think it was Connor who brought this up, or was it was it Nick Lotus? I haven't even played Baldur's Gate three yet, homie. It was Nick Lotus. Yeah, I, so I have no um, idea who this character is. Yeah, I I was I was like I I don't recognize this character, but uh, apparently he's the worst person, uh, in Baldur's Gate three. Um, looks like they're a snivel barn, which is like a uh, a dark dwarf. Or, yeah, uh, sorry, deep, a dark gnome. gnome. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I mean, I guess uh, that's fun. They're, so, they're usually like crazy crackheads. Uh, it says here, this is from thegamer.com. Now some players have taken this hate to a new level. Wolbrin Bongle anti-fans are being invited to join a community dedicated to their hatred for the guy in the form of a new subreddit, subreddit titled r forward slash fuck Wolbrin Bongle, except without the asterisk because... They're not allowed to swear on there, so they didn't say the fuck part. The subreddit is already over 300 members strong and is full of Baldur's Gate 3 fans vetting about the guy. Jesus, why? Who cares? And uh, one of the people says even his name is stupid. Which, yeah, it kind of is. The but gnome. Gnomes have really gnomes stupid names. Gnomes are supposed to have stupid names. Um, you left him to die in Moonrise Tower because he becomes extremely hateable the second you set him free. Oh, I let him die on accident. That's why I never met this guy. Because I couldn't figure out how to free them, so I just 
beat the game. Good or luck. Beat that. Yeah, good luck, guys. It was because I was dumb, to be honest. And and if I played through the game again, I would I would have explored that area a little bit more. Um, but apparently, after you free him, he becomes even worse. Um, we would have way more to talk about if Nick Lotus were here, but uh, neither of you have played Baldur's Gate three all that way yet. Play, play it, Aroa. Play. Yeah, I I probably should go back to it some point. I have literally had people pass me cracks for this game, being like, "Hey, I know you'd like this game. You should play this game." I'll oh. play it someday. I, I'm not ready to play it yet. I'll I, play it someday. It says here. I got it on GOG. He says it says here he mistreats uh, Barkus. I don't know who that is. At every turn, who risked his life to save him from the absolute cultists. And even if you side with Wolbrim at every single turn, he'll try to kill you if you don't want to slaughter the Gondians. So if you don't want to slaughter a group of people, he will try to kill you, even if you do everything else the way that he wants you to do it. I thought Gondor was from Lord of the Rings. Gondian, not Gondor. Oh, God. Oh, whoops. Yeah, something like that. But we're going to move on. And we're going to talk about Sony are not releasing anything new for a year. In other words, it's a great time to be marketing your games and Xbox. Apparently. Uh, Yeah, so Sony Interactive, this is from uh, Shimatsu. Gimatsu? Uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment will not release any major new existing franchise titles before March 31st, 2025. So I don't know why, but that's that's Is what's happening. In development still? Yeah. Regarding first-party software, we aim to continue to focus on producing high-quality works and developing live-service games. Um, why? But while... Major projects are currently Stop under development. It. We do not plan to release any new major existing franchise titles the next fiscal year, like God of War, Ragnarok, and Marvel Spider-Man Two. Uh, I no, no it sounds like they're doing. It sounds like they're gambling with the company money. It sounds like they. I mean, obviously, they're all in development, and games take a long time to make. Um, but it sounds like they didn't have a great roadmap, honestly. To where they could be like, oh shit, we need to release something in 2024. And the president's like, nah, we'll be good. Why does this always happen with Sony specifically? Why does Sony always have game drought? Yeah. Well, they're not, they they don't specify that like they're not releasing anything. Right. Just just said that they're not releasing first party titles. Any new major existing franchise titles. So they're not releasing a sequel to God of War. Or to Marvel uh, Spider Man or Spider Man or Yeah, or the, the other one Days that Dawn. Naughty Dog does. Yeah, uh, whatever. Crash Bandicoot. Uh, the uh, the the Last of Us, that was the one I was trying to think of. Yeah, that one. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh no, Microsoft owns Crash Bandicoot now. Oh yeah. Forgot yeah, about ain't that. that nuts? Yeah, it's weird. But yeah, so they're not releasing any major titles. They've... So they're not releasing a Days Gone two. Is what you're telling me? Yeah, but oh, that man. that this, this could mean could easily mean that they've got you know a new franchise coming, or how they're they're re-releasing until dawn. 
Like that shit. Yeah. That's all, uh, that, that's all that, that means. They, they, they did say that they're uh, releasing a new version of... They're, they're releasing a HD remaster of Until Dawn? Or is it a remake? It's, uh, a remaster. it's probably just ported into Unreal 5. Yeah, probably. Uh, we'll see. And it's what, also coming to PC. I, I, you, we'll see what they release. I mean, I'm sure that the PlayStation fans will have enough video games that they'll be able to do. They'll they'll be able to you know satiate their desire to play video games. But I do think it's a little. Apparently, something called Stellar Blade is coming out in April. No so. idea what that is. Probably uh, a puzzle it, game. It's a new intellectual property, which is further to my point. Uh, I yeah, it's just. I do wonder. Stellar Blade is uh, Stellar Blade's like a like a cinematic action, sword choppy, sexy Korean looking girl game. Nice. That sounds good. Oh yeah, I think we covered that uh, for one of the conferences, and I said you might be interested in this because of that. Because it was yeah, a sexy they, Korean. Well, it, uh, it it genuinely looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That, that it's been a long time, and they still haven't announced what Ben Studio is doing. It's still there. I know people who work there still. They haven't announced what game they're making yet. And Something it's been for the PS six. It's been like seven years. Days gone too. It's for the PS6. Yeah, it's so, it's gotta be. It's gotta be something, or at the very end of the PS5 life life cycle, kind of like what they did with uh, Days Gone, where uh, night nights here. Night what? Nights here. Interesting. Days Gone. Nights here. Boo. We're gonna, yeah, we're moving on to our last. Story. Hold on, I I did have just one thing I wanted to like. The reason I brought up the story is I I had an idea when I was reading this article. Okay. Do you guys think we are getting close to the point where games in development, like right now, maybe not right now, but soon, are going to be passed up by games that are just starting, but backed by AI? Do you think we are going to see that before 2025, like Sony is saying? How, how close do you guys think we are to that? Uh, I'm trying to think of a it's good word take, for it. Tipping it's gonna, point. It's going to take a few years. And the, the reason for that is they still require artists to go in and fix up the AI art. Now that's changing, but I I think I mentioned well, before you... I have a friend on Facebook who was like complaining about having to go into some AI generated art for a game that she was working on and fixing the hands and eyes. And she was like I I like actually doing art, so if this is all that I'm going to be doing with my skills, I might just quit the business. And was that, was that what you were talking about, or were you talking about like, like the that that one uh, NPC tech, where uh, and ChatGPT basically generates dialogue for the game in real time? I guess neither. I guess I'm thinking uh, it's more the latter than the former. Definitely. I'm just wondering how close are we to somebody saying, "Okay, AI, please make me a game using the Unreal Engine that has these." components and that's their sandbox and then at some point somebody will go on and build on it like i don't want to say from the Uh, ground up but just like the fundamentals of it will be generated by code like you'll have the same prompts when anyone's playing it but 
at that point, the AI will just use the engine to make what it needs to. Uh, at it'll least two years. Lot. Yeah, it'll take a uh, it'll take a couple of years, couple three years. Um, the only issue I can think of right now is that the hardware that we have in houses isn't powerful enough for that. But uh, I have a weird it would feeling. All, it would all have to be sent out to data centers and generated there. Like the instructions would have to be generated there, and then right, and then shoved back here. I know that there are already plugins uh, for Unreal Five that do that to a degree, but it's nothing like a fully fleshed out game or anything. Yeah, I and... do, the only reason I think of, uh, the only reason I bring that up is because when I hear Sony's not doing anything for over a year for thirteen months. 13 months is a lot of time for AI to catch up. Yeah, that's true. I and, but, and it, I think that you could get fundamentals like make the shooty shooty happen and you can get stuff like that happening, but those are already built into like Unreal. Like you I'm can thinking just more like a, a Shadows of Doubt or to be even more relatable, a Minecraft or something like that. Like something that is fundamentally randomly generated off a of seed, but it's just going to do it in real time. And well, with well, that being said, I think the real limiter keeping this from happening the way that I'm envisioning it is that the hardware is just not powerful enough to do that sort of thing. It'll it'll take yeah, a not, while, but it's getting locally. it's it's getting to the point where uh, I haven't messed with it and I haven't really watched anything. But from what I'm seeing is that AI like video is starting to get decent. Yeah, Sora, we we don't have any stories about that, but you could just give a machine a prompt and. It still looks creepy, and it activates my uncanny valley triggers, but it does it fast. Yeah, and don't like it. I don't like it that either. Was, watching that footage, it was like like that. That was whenever I switched sides. That was that was the that was it. Sora is it was the point where I was like, no, this has already gone too far, and we need to stop right now. Yeah, yeah. I and... I no longer support this. And, and like I fully wholeheartedly mean that I I think that like there is there's room for LLMs in terms of like replacing the current like chatbot things. But I think we need to stop there because this whole like trying to replicate reality using AI, it's no, I it's just don't be... see any positive thing about it at all anymore. oh there's definitely going to be malicious agents who are going to use this for bad but oh yeah i could probably finally have ai spongebob back in my phone and i could just be like make an episode about this haha that's what i want my ai do i don't want to make it using like political ads which is what it's ultimately going to do that's that's what i was yeah, thinking it's and, gonna and be and it's, it's not going to be it's not going to be done on your phone it's going to be done in a data center that consumes 30 gallons of water for every second of footage that gets produced like yeah we need to like, nip that my, in the my yeah my major problem with it right now is that we already have so many problems with climate change and like energy crises across the planet we don't need something so superfluous as look we can make doggy doggy like we don't need that right now okay it's you know it's what fine. this is going to be used for right Aurora? And here, let me let me just put on my Hideo Kojima mask. Okay, here I am. I'm talking about Metal Gear Solid Four. Okay, um, this is going to be used in actual terrorism. Like, like, yeah. yeah I know this is a bummer. This is going to be used to ruin people's lives. This is mm -hmm. going to be yeah. used with actual political slash geopolitical slash warframe applications. It's, People are going to. Uh, okay, I'm taking off the Kojima mask. I can't have, breathe in here. We're, we're gonna have political targets. 
that are going to be blackmailed by other countries with with really convincing AI generated bullshit. We're we're going to have propaganda generated by terrorist cells trying to get people to think that like the United States blew up like some innocent country or something and and they weren't allowed to do that. Yeah, but yeah, we have to <laughs> We have to make up that America went and blew up another country. Or, uh, Definitely well, like, don't have like, tons and tons of records of that already. Or, or like, like, uh, fucking, uh, like the the United States military like attacked a a domestic town, like like a United States town, and then covered it up, and then we have like video footage of that happening. Like, it, it it's that kind of shit, though. Like you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, only yeah. going to get know. worse. And it's like, like the the AI companies are trying to be like, like well, don't worry about it. We'll just include metadata in the thing. It's like you think what you think you think that what just because you're you're able to put metadata in the shit that you're generating, that somehow that's going to prevent anybody else from just replicating your fucking work. Like that. That's all it's going to require is that. Like yeah. we're going to need a stable diffusion that can do video on the level of well, uh, OpenAI, and that's going to happen. Stable diffusion already does video. Yeah, I I, I know that, but like, it's it, there may be like three years behind OpenAI in terms of quality right now, because uh, stable diffusion XL is like really fucking good. It's it's not Dolly three, but it's really fucking good you give it another three years and assuming that the world hasn't imploded on itself by then, like there, there are going to be four channers who can make really, really photorealistic videos of like Barack Obama blowing Hitler. Like it's going to happen. Yeah. I, I do love the, you mean you haven't um, seen that video yet? <laughs> I, I, I do love the, uh, like the Q conspiracy people who, are like yeah so it's this person q and he goes on to places like 4chan and i'm just like uh-huh uh <laughs> sure sure that's that's who uh, we're trusting here pardon me. you used 8chan okay <laughs> not 4chan um but yeah like i i know that they put sa they try to put safeguards in like you you go into chat gpt and you it you you can't get it to say the n-word unless you try really really hard Unless that was your grandmother's favorite word and you're asking it to tell you a bedtime story which features that word exclusively, yeah. in which case it'll probably do it. Yeah, probably. I I have a uh Alexa and this And you morning, have it say the N word all the time. Well I, I, I did ask it, I was like, Hey, what's that black character's name in Huckleberry Finn? And it's like, I don't oh, know no. the answer. <laughs> it its response was, I don't know the answer to that. And stop lying. Yes, you do. So I, I asked it again. I was like, what about from uh, Tom Sawyer? And it's like, oh, that character's name is Jim. Just like, okay. Jim. Just Jim. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so like you, they have safeguards, but they're pretty easy to circumvent. Like if you want to get it to say something, you can get it to say something. So they'll be, they'll say, hey, we're going to put in safeguards for these videos. But you know people are going to abuse it or find a way to get that that algorithm and then be able to do it on a home computer. It might not be as good, but I'm assuming that they're still going to try to 
do it and and then post it online. Or what did right, you my, mean to do that? No, my internet uh, cut out and then it rejoined me to the channel and automatically oh. played the part. <laughs> Oh, okay. Sorry. That's that's hilarious. That's funny. So we're going to move on to our last story now. And that story <laughs> is about web. This is from Aroa. Uh, it's about web apps in the United, uh, I'm sorry, European Union, uh, saying it's too hard to comply with the rules. So it's disabling iPhone web apps. What what rules is, is it hard to comply with? Uh, so th this is all stemming from Apple, uh, being required to essentially allow, uh, app side loading in Europe, uh, which includes allowing third party developers to make their own web engines. So, uh, explain that, uh, basically right now, if you have an iPhone, every browser that you use on an iPhone, whether that be Chrome, whether that be Firefox, whether that be Safari, uh, is actually just Safari. Uh, yeah. It's just Safari with, with, a, with a skin on top of it. All of them are built on top of WebKit. You are required to use WebKit as your rendering engine. Uh, it's kind of so, like how every web browser except for Firefox is just Chrome. Right. Uh, except for Firefox and Safari. So, yeah. uh, what what these rules now require is that you can now actually properly put chrome on a on an iphone or firefox on an iphone and it will use the gecko rendering engine or the chromium rendering engine whatever uh that is that that is what apple is very upset about and so as part of that they're being huge fucking dicks and just taking away uh, what are called, uh, I, I think it's U, uh, no, PWAs, that's it. Uh, PWAs, which are progressive web apps, which is the thing where if you're using a lot of Chromium-based browsers, you'll get a little thing at the top of the screen that's like, you can install this website. And most of the time, it, it, it's stupid, and why would you want to do that? But on a phone, it makes more sense. Uh, because a lot of times, installing a website like that will give it extra features, like being able to send you notifications, which I've, I know of a couple of websites where they don't have a native iOS app. That is the only way that you can like get notifications or have it integrate with your phone in any meaningful way. Uh, and yeah, with with the what what Apple is doing here by removing that capability and essentially making it so that if you add a website to your home screen, which is how you would install a PWA on iPhones, it's now just a shortcut to Safari or to whatever your your primary web browser is. Uh, their their stated reasoning for that is that well, we don't know if the other web browsers are going to be as secure as Safari. So what if a user installs a PWA and it's malicious? And what if there's an exploit in Chromium that they could exploit it and then the user installs it and it's bad? And all of this, all of, all of this overarching is related to how Apple is being a bunch of little fucking cry baby bitches 
about how they have to allow side loading and they're they're grabbing onto every little fucking loophole that they can so that they can still fuck over everyone involved so that it, which is why there's still a fucking fee for if you sell an app on an alternative fucking uh, app store on iOS and and how you have to meet these certain standards for you to even get your app store on iOS, which in my opinion kind of defeats the whole fucking purpose of the law in general. Like yeah. the whole point is that you're, you, you are required to open up your ecosystem, but apparently the EU left shit open so that, if you're somebody like Apple, you can be like, well, yeah, you can install an alternative app store or make one for, for our platform, but you're going to have to follow these standards and give us 10% of all your income. And like at that point, what, how, how much of a difference has this actually made? Not much. And also like, that's the whole point of the installing other app stores is that you can circumvent what, uh, mm -hmm. what, all those things like you, you're supposed to be able to circumvent like their their kind of draconian process for being like approving apps on the app store um be, and and also things like I hate to say it like netflix and circumventing the i i think they may have changed it for for specific things like netflix but wasn't it like 30 percent if you use the netflix app to purchase Apple would get 30% of that. That's part of the reason why Netflix was more expensive on the iPhone and also yep. uh, why uh, Twitter is more expensive for Twitter Blue on on the iPhone. Yeah, you are you weren't up until very recently because of all of this litigation from the EU, uh, you weren't able to sell anything in your app unless it went through Apple's payment transaction services. So if you sold a subscription, it had to run through Apple's payment service, which meant that Apple took a cut. Uh, that's why you couldn't, that's why you couldn't, uh, with, with some apps, it would just straight up say, sorry, you can't buy a subscription through this app. Please open the website in your browser and buy it from there. Uh, that was a really annoying thing with the Bandcamp app is you yep. couldn't actually, you can buy music through the Bandcamp app. Because, well, that, yeah, Netflix yeah. was was the big one that did that. Uh, but yeah. there were other ones as well. And then that was something that uh, Elon Musk complained about when they started doing the Twitter blue stuff. And he's like, it just costs more. And it's like, yeah, but who the fuck's going to buy Twitter blue? And we found out it's just stupid people. Just stupid people buy Twitter blue. Yeah. Um, it, it's, uh, don't do it. Don't buy Twitter blue. But anyway, it, this sucks. I don't like it, but there's not much more for us to say. So what we're going to do is we are going to call it a day. Thank you for being here. Uh, Cyberpunk Monk. I do have an honorable mention if you want to quickly blow through that. Oh, is that that EA one? It is, it's Ubisoft, but yeah, it is a Ubisoft, Ubisoft one. It, it'll take me like 30 seconds. Okay. So you guys know how they made a new Prince of Persia game? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, side-scroller, right? Uh, I don't... Maybe. Uh, anyways, that's not the important it's part. A, it's a Metroidvania. Uh, they offered a $10,000 bounty to have people come in and be like, hey, speedrun our game. We want to uh, you know, celebrate it. Ha-ha. 
And, uh, you know, somebody won it. They got the, the reward. And then you know what they did is they turned around and all of the techniques that they used to do that speedrunning, they patched out of the game. <laughs> so instead of hiring so, QA developers, they just had a $10,000 tournament, saw what people were doing, and was like, great. That is I, what we I fix. love that. I love that so much. I hate it. I kind hate bad, it. Kind of bad faith. It it's is bad strange. faith, but still. Funny. I mean, it's Ubisoft. It's not like they had a lot of good faith to begin with, but like, ooh, that just yeah. leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I didn't so, find a story yeah, talking like about this, but I heard about this and it made my jaw drop. Do you guys remember uh, a little over a decade ago, they would come out with like the Major League Baseball game and they would always have like every year the first person to pitch a, for a perfect game on a certain difficulty or whatever um, would then win a prize, like a $10,000 prize. You guys remember that at all? Kind of. So for years, it was, the you know, once the day, re- the, day the game released, whoever pitched the f- perfect game after that would get that, uh, that prize. And then one year they changed it. So the competition actually started a month or a couple of weeks after the game released. And there was a ex-professional wrestler named Stevie Richards who bought the game and got and pitched the perfect game. And but it was before the competition started. And he contacted EA and he, he didn't even care about the money. He was just like, "Hey, uh, you know, I pitched the perfect game." already but i know that I, I didn't win the competition because it it didn't start yet but if you wanted to i still have kind of a name uh you know i could be there and like you know give the giant check away to the person or whatever you know kind of do a collab thing and their response was just a form email that was like now the competition didn't start you didn't win like, okay good 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 to know that you didn't read the email um but yeah, these competitions are always silly. And it is kind of funny to me, Connor, that they patched those out of the game. I know. I know it's bad. And I, I, I think they should have kept those in there. But also, that's kind of hilarious. You have to admit. Just a little. I like everything except that if we're complaining about people losing jobs, this is the job of a QA test. That is, that's true. That, that mm. is. And you know that Ubisoft does have QA testers. Um but I, I don't know. Is like QA like... testers are great, but they're not speedrunners. So speedrunners are gonna find things that even the QA testers aren't gonna be able to find. It's um, also like okay, even if they do, they're they're a lot of times it's just gonna be speed tech. Like it's I I don't understand why yeah. you would patch out speed tech like that unless you're just trying to be an asshole. We so, want less people playing our games. We so, hate when right. our games show up on AGDQ. Listen, listen. Yeah, you... it, it, it's like that, and, and also that, well, if people figure out the speedrun tech, then that's going to lower overall player counts. Well, and so I... It's like people could... What if, what if you beat the game within two hours and then refund it on Steam? We can't Okay, I guess that is a good point. I was going to say it's not like people are going to Blockbuster anymore, but I guess you could refund a game. But like, if mm-hmm. you're speedrunning a game for the first time, you're not really doing it right. That's, yeah, that's like playing. That's like playing Lethal Company on a Discord call. Like you're fundamentally not understanding what the uh-huh. point is at that point. So, um, <laughs> I'm gonna ignore that. But when I was at, there's also like legacy, I guess is what they call it, like legacy bugs, 
that they're just like, yeah, we're not going to patch that because it's been in there forever and we don't know what we're doing. Uh, on Days Gone, I was like, hey, and I went up to the QA guy and I was like, I was playing through the you know build of the game and I, I jumped off something and then I hit the button to get off the vehicle and instead of having fall damage, the vehicle landed and I got off the vehicle. And they said, oh, yeah, that's a legacy bug. So we've reported that, but they, they won't fix it. And I was like, oh, okay. So I wonder how many of these were, like, things that, Q as you said, QA did find. And the, the developers were like, you know what? We're working on everything else right now. And that doesn't break the game fundamentally, so we're just going to move on. And that very well could have been something like that. Um, and then the speedrunner found those bugs, th those exploits very quickly. And they're like, okay, finally, I guess we, we have time to patch those out. Maybe. That's just me, me you know, spitballing ideas there. Anyway. I, I see you wearing that, that angel outfit. I just, I'm just saying I think it, it's, it leaves a particularly bad taste in the mouth from the yeah. perspective of the community. Right. And we're done. I want to thank you for being here, Cyberpunk Monk. Like I said, it only took 30 seconds. Yeah, and thank you for being here, a real punk monk. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, uh, I was here. Sorry, I killed my internet for a second there. Yeah, that happened. It was hilarious. And uh, thank you for being here, reading. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back next week talking about more stuff. And then after that, it'll be two to three weeks of a Row and Connor podcast. So, I I expect nothing but fart jokes. Goodbye. Goodbye. Those are usually our best podcasts, man.